This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and uh, once again, here with you for an interesting discussion. This week, we're going to be talking to Donna Jenkins. Donna is the founder of Zachary's Paws for Healing. How are you, Donna? Great, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to talk about Zachary's Paws today. Yeah, we're excited to we're excited to have you here on Animals Voice Podcast. Uh, Donna is joining us by Skype. We always like to make people aware when our recordings or our broadcasts are happening on Skype because you might notice a delay or a few little hiccups here and there, and we appreciate your uh, your patience with that. So, Donna, I guess to kick things off, I'm I'm interested in talking about you know Zachary's Paws for Healing is the first and only organization in Canada that offers companion pets visits to patients while they're in hospital. And that's that's an amazing initiative. I'm so happy that you have founded this organization. What's the story behind the founding of Zachary's Paws for Healing? Zachary's Paws is in recognition of Zachary Noble, who was my nephew. Zachary was a patient at Juravin's Cancer Center and Hospital in Hamilton, he was diagnosed at age 23 with an advanced aggressive form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Because we're a dog family, having visits with his dogs while he was in the hospital uh, became critical for him. He had undergone a stem cell transplant and had to be rushed to ICU. And while he was in ICU, he begged to see his heart dog named Chase. When we asked about bringing the dog in, it was one of those situations, oh, yes, of course, but bring him in at 8 o'clock, use the back hallway, knock three times, and we'll let you in, and please don't tell anybody about this visit. We realized during that that there was really no oversight during the visit to protect the dog, Zachary, and any other visitors. But on the positive side, we also saw what the visit did for Zachary. Zachary really was not expected to come out of the ICU. He wasn't expected to live. After he saw his dog chase, his vital signs uh, pretty much leveled off. He didn't feel as isolated. His depression improved. And two days after he saw Chase, he was back up on the regular unit. We realized, and the, the hospital staff realized, that all the positive effects of having that one visit did for Zachary could probably do it for most of the patients that fit. So that's how it all got started. Zachary actually started this, and before he died, he asked me to make sure that we started an organization that allowed all hospital patients that have companion dog or cats uh, to be able to see them while they're patients in the hospital. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing Zachary's story, and uh, and it's so meaningful that, you know, this 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 group that you have created uh, is in memory of Zachary and, and uh, that, that he asked that you establish this. I think it's, it's incredible and meaningful work that you're involved in. So uh, kudos to you. Thank you. Why do you think it's important for people to be able to see their pets while they're in the hospital? Well, studies have proven that when patients, especially longer term patients, patients that are in hospital for two weeks or longer, they start feeling isolated. They haven't got control over their situation because they're dependent on caregivers and tests and doctors, when they are allowed to see their pets, studies prove that it improves vital signs, it helps stabilize vital signs, it improves depression, it eases the sense of isolation for these patients, 
it gives the patients more a sense of normalcy that they get to see their pet. Many times when patients are long-term patients, they start losing communication. Uh, they're tired of being pushed, prodded, and probed, and they start to shut down. We know when they see their pet, they talk to their pets, they cuddle with their pets. And we know that it improves communications, opens it back up with their medical caregivers and their family. So there's so much positives. It reminds the patient, too, that there's a reason to want to get well and go home, that they have someone that loves them unconditionally. They're waiting for them. That's so true. And uh, you're quoting some really important stats that are stats I think people aren't always aware of. And, you know, I know that our friends at Royal Canaan and uh, the Mars Company uh, have been kind enough to, to furnish, I think, both of our groups with all sorts of independent stats and research that prove beyond the shadow of a doubt everything that you just said about people living longer, healthier, getting sick less, uh, having more fulfilling and happy lives when they have pets involved in their lives. So, uh, so, so true, everything you just said. Now, I'm interested to hear about the logistics of this because it can't be an easy process. I mean, what, what process do you go through to get pets approved to visit hospital patients? We're so proud at Zachary's Paws because we have uh, established methods of allowing companion pets to visit their patient, their human, in a way that is safe for the pet, for the patient, for visitors, and for the staff. The uh, referral process comes from bedside nurses, social workers, the patient's doctor, unit managers, clergy. Any one of those people can make a referral to our organization on behalf of the patient's family. Once we have that referral, we work with the patient's uh, unit to make sure that the patient is well enough to receive a pet visit. We must make sure that we work with the pet's veterinarian to ensure that the pet is inoculated. Uh, once we've done that, then we contact the, pet, the family and make sure that we have a date and time that we all meet at the main front entrance of the hospital. Part of our safety procedure is our volunteers. Uh, all of our volunteers, we're 100% volunteer operated. Our volunteers are highly trained in all hospital procedures, uh, infectious control policies, uh, confidentiality, but they're also highly trained. Uh, we train them thoroughly in animal health and temperament. So when we meet the family and the pet at the main front entrance of the hospital, we're doing a cursory examination of that animal, making sure that they're healthy and then they're not going to be overly stressed for the visit. We transport all the, the pet's bedside to the bedside of their uh, patient via a Great Dane crate that is on wheels and covered. The reason we do that is no matter how clean hospitals look, there's always bacteria. And we can't gown, mask, and glove dogs and cats. So we prefer not to have them walk through the hospital because they may pick up a bacteria on their paws and then lick their paws. Dogs and cats can actually catch antibiotic-resistant bacteria like MRSA, VRE, C. difficile, and they can pass that on to humans outside the hospital. So we want to make sure that we eliminate those possibilities. So we transport the animals in a closed rolling crate that's covered. Another reason we do that is because not all people like animals. Some have a real fear of dogs and cats. And so we want to eliminate any discomfort of those individuals that may be at the hospital. We also want to make sure that we do everything we can to not expose uh, the dog or cat to anyone that has allergies. So by transporting them in a rolling, closed, covered crate, we eliminate all of that. 
Plus, most of these dogs and cats, they're companion animals. They're not therapy animals. So they're not trained to meet the public. So we want them to have the best visit possible with their human when they reach the bedside. So keeping them undercover and in a closed rolling crate helps to keep them calmer so there's a better visit. Once we get to the bedside, we take the animal out. If it's a, a, a private room, the animal can get on the floor. It goes on the bed with the patient, and the patient can get an hour's visit. If it's a multi-patient room, uh, semi-private room or a ward room, we get the permission from all the roommates to allow this pet visit to happen. Never have we uh, experienced any difficulty with getting thrilled to have a pet visit. Every animal responds the same. doesn't matter whether it's a dog or a cat. They're, they take a few minutes to settle in, but once they settle in, all they want to do is cuddle with their human. That's so special. What a fulfilling uh, program that you're running here. I'm, I'm just really blown away by it. I, I love it. I love the idea, and I'm so happy that you're doing this for people. So I, I'm assuming that you piloted this in and around Hamilton region, where you're from? Yes, we started at the Juravinsky Hospital because that's where Zachary had been a patient, and that's where he wanted us to, to start. Hamilton Health Sciences has been very forward-thinking about this process. We're the only outside party that actually has come into a hospital and performed this type of service. The reason why we're doing this, why we think it's important, is hospital staff don't have enough time to take all the precautions that are needed to make sure that they have a safe visit with the patient and pet. So there's a real need for Zachary's Paws for Healing. Hamilton Health Sciences understands that this is a non-traditional way of serving their patients. It does bring a different level of comfort and satisfaction to their patients and the patient's families. But we also want to remember that there's animals involved here, and dogs and cats don't have a sense of I'm like us owner dog, you know that if you leave for five minutes or you leave for five days, they're going to greet you the same way each time. So it's important that these pets get to see their human. They suffer from separation anxiety. They go off their food. They refuse to eat. They won't sleep. So giving them an opportunity to see their human, know their human is okay, brings them a lot of satisfaction as well. Are you having luck spreading the program to other hospitals so far? Oh, we've got hospitals that have requested us that are waiting for us. Uh, we have, uh, we are currently serving Jurvinsky and the Hamilton General Hospital. We're about to start at both St. Joe's, St. Joe's on the Mountain, and the main St. Joe's downtown Hamilton. We have its uh, and St. Peter's in Hamilton. We have it slated to, to start the hospital in Burlington and Oakville and McMaster Hospital next year, and we are already working on 2019 to some outlying hospitals. So we're hoping that we continue to keep growing this, but we have to do it in a measured way where we're successful at each hospital. Yeah, I just I want to take a quick break uh, and come back and ask you a few more questions, Donna. Uh, we're talking to Donna Jenkins, the founder of Zachary's Paws for Healing. We want to thank our listeners to Animals Voice Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the broadcast you can do that on itunes also on soundcloud those are the two platforms you find us on and you can also track us down uh, follow us on twitter at ontario spca or at ospca kevin we love getting feedback on the broadcast and uh, ideas for the show donna we will be right back with more questions on animals voice i'll only be five minutes it's not that hot out 
There's no good excuse for leaving a pet in a vehicle unattended. To report animals in hot cars, call 310-SPCA or your local police. Visit nohotpets.ca to learn more and to take the pledge. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm Kevin McKenzie, and we're still talking to Donna Jenkins. Donna is with Zachary's Paws for Healing, tremendous organization that helps patients in hospitals spend time with their loving pets. And we all know how much uh, we need that, how important that is, especially when you're in you know challenging times in life. So uh, very, very pleased to be profiling this organization and, and this, this uh, amazing uh, program that you've got. Tell me a little bit about the foster program that you have, Donna. We're very proud that we not only offer the pet visitation program, but we offer two other services. And one of those other services is our foster program. We realized early on in our service that there are patients that don't always have support at home. Uh, to care for their pets while they're in hospital. What first brought it to our attention was a young man at Jurovinsky that kept turning down stem cell transplant because he didn't have anyone to care for his pet. And then we started researching it, and we realized there were a lot of seniors that don't have support at home. Uh, They're already predeceased by their spouse. Their best friend has already died. The only real companion left is their dog or cat. So to make sure that these patients can go into the hospital, have life-saving treatment, and not worry about how their pet is being cared for, we offer a foster program. Everything that Zachary's Paws for for Healing does for patients is free. We do not charge anyone for any service. We have foster homes available, and uh, if you need help caring for your pet, all you have to do is make make your social worker aware And we will bring your your dog or cat into our foster program. We don't care what kind of pet it is. It could be a parrot. (laughs) We'll find for for that pet. Now, I've also heard about a farm animal visitation program. Can you tell me how Zachary's Paws for Healing is involved in that? Yes. Uh, We also, our third leg of our service is therapy dog program. Zachary's Paws for Healing will actually test and certify uh, your dog into our therapy dog program. So we... We provide therapy dog visits to the regional rehab center at the Hamilton Jail Hospital campus. And we take dog every Tuesday afternoon. But we got to thinking, you know, you see the same dog over and over every week. We need to jazz that up a bit. So we reached out to our horse community and came up with the miniature horses that are all therapy uh, horses and they're actual miniature horses. Uh, So we arranged with the rehab center to bring those horses uh, starting in June. We go June, July, August, and September once a month to the rehab center. And we even have a goat and a tutu. (laughs) So patients empty out that building. The staff empty out that building over to see the miniature horses and the goat. So that's been a big success for us, and we really enjoy seeing these patients. Uh, rehab patients are in the hospital up to a year, and we see their progress because we visit them once a week. So it's always our pleasure to find something new and different to keep them interested and to make their life a little more pleasant. You must you must have so many stories that you take away from your work. Is, is there one story that really touched you from someone impacted by Zachary's Pause for Healing? Well, every story has, every visit's important to us. Everyone is special, but one particular, well, two, actually. One is the horse visit. Everyone has heard about the horse that visited the patient that was end of life at Jurovinsky. 
that meant a lot to us. It meant a lot to that patient. We did arrange for that patient. She wanted to see her horse to say goodbye. It meant a lot to her. So Zachary's Paws for Healing arranged to have that horse transported to the Jurovitsky Hospital. It took a lot of logistics within the hospital to make that happen. But that patient got to see her horse and say goodbye, and she, she passed away 22 hours later. It just meant so much for us and for her to have that experience. But then also we have people that step up when we ask them to. You know, this isn't about me. It's really not even about Zachary other than it was Zachary's idea, and we're so happy that it's a living legacy for him. But if it weren't for our volunteers and our corporate sponsors like Royal Canin, we wouldn't exist. So when we need help, we ask for help. And recently we had a paraplegic patient who had no support at home that has two Belgian shepherds. And our foster program was absolutely filled. We couldn't take another pet into our foster program. We were maxed out. So we reached out to a kennel friend of ours and asked them if they would donate their kennel space to these two Belgian shepherds, and they gladly did it. This is a wonderful facility, and we couldn't ask for more help. People step up to us. It's amazing. Of course, we don't mind asking for help, but when we need help, we ask, and the public has been so giving and so warm. Tell me about the, you know, how the public can contact you. If people want to learn more about Zachary's Pause for Healing, what, where can they go? Well, you can contact us through our website, which is Zachary'sPawsForHealing.com. There is a location there that you can contact us, or you can email us directly, which is Zachary's Paws for Healing at gmail.com. Either one of those will reach us. Okay. We do 100% on donations and fundraising, so we hope that you know the public will still be generous with us. If you have a dog that you think would make a great therapy dog, reach out to us. We'd be happy to test them. We do all of our testing for free. And if you're interested in volunteering, please reach out. We can always use you uh, in our program. So what's next for Zachary's Pause for Healing? What, where do you hope to take the program in the future now? We want to keep expanding it to uh, hospitals. We're using Hamilton as nucleus, and we're just going to keep moving out from Hamilton. We're hopefully going to be throughout Ontario. We've been fortunate enough to have McMaster University working with us to build a kit. Zachary's Pause for Healing is known around the world. It has been amazing. We've gone viral three times internationally with our story, and we've been reached by every country, <laughs> just about. And we want to be able to provide them with the information. So McMaster University students put together a kit that we can share with others mm-hmm. on how to have a program like Zachary's Pause, how to start it. We don't want them to have to reinvent at the wheel, we can help get that started. If you're anywhere in Canada, outside of Ontario, please contact us. We'd be happy to share our, our toolkit. Donna Jenkins has been our guest this week on Animals Voice podcast, remembering her nephew, Zachary Noble, and this incredible legacy that has been created, uh, Zachary's Pause for Healing, helping hospital patients spend time with their loving pets, and uh, the benefits are obvious. Donna, thank you so much for joining us this week. We wish you uh, luck in the future. Thank you for having us. And thank you, the listeners of Animals Voice Podcast, for all of your support, for sharing the broadcasts on social media, for contacting us with show ideas. Again, you can subscribe to us on either iTunes or on SoundCloud, and you can also uh, follow us. Uh, our, our official Twitter account is at Ontario SPCA, or you can uh, find me directly at OSPCA Kevin. Until next time, we'll catch you later. 
Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.